Halloween tip. Good afternoon. It is July 27th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Well, we didn't get a game seven, but we sure got a pretty awesome game six of the NBA finals. I know it was a, a week ago, but it was the first time we get to uh, talk about it. And I, I, I've heard everybody, all the podcasts, everybody talk about it. And I just have to echo what they say. I'm just Giannis. Wow. It was an impressive run. And now he has a very, very impressive resume. I mean, it's amazing the power of one NBA championship. One little ring on your finger, and suddenly you were remembered in NBA history differently forever. It really feels like he took a big leap. He did have a massive leap. I mean, we look at the resume right now. This is his third MVP, two regular season MVPs, and one finals MVP now. He's got a defensive player of the year. He's got some numbers for the finals and some averages that are just a category of his own. I think there's only two other people that have had averages in the same rebound and points and blocks ratio. And it was, I think it was Michael Jordan and maybe it was Cle- uh, Akeem Olajuwon. I, either way, big, big numbers. And now we're watching the Olympics, which we're going to get into later. Uh, it feels a little different of an effort level over there, sending some, some players that weren't participating in the playoffs and some that were. But Giannis is, is awesome. I don't know what else to say. I think it's been really fun to root for him. It's been fun to celebrate with him. Uh, it feels like really old news right now, too, though. <laughs> is there is there something we're missing right now? What, what more should we talk about in the finals? <laughs> it was just on top of the game being awesome, him being awesome. It's just the, the follow-up, and there's always the the parade stories, and just afterwards, we of course, famously, J.R. Smith just didn't put a shirt on for I, I don't know. I'm not even sure if he's, he's put on a shirt on since, but you know, the video of him going to Chick-fil-A and order, ordering uh, 50 McNuggets. So <laughs> it just, and the whole time it doesn't seem forced. I can easily see other athletes doing that. And it just feels like someone told them, Hey, you should do this or it, it it's cringe worthy. But when Giannis does it, it just seems just so so much fun very, very organic like, you, you, you just you, you like him even more you're like I, I i always like Giannis, but it just seems like this run he's on it just even more so of just he's just having a great time and i'm just glad that he's that he is well the scary thing about Giannis is i think he's going to get a lot better i think he's going to get a little bit better i think that jump shot is is not at its best right right now at least i hope it's not and i look at the assets that he has right now and kind of the effort level that he's putting in i just I can't imagine him being a poor shooter for his entire career. I still think it's going to take some time, but look how far he's come already. I think you give him the same amount of time in five years from now. Who knows? I don't, I'm don't. i not saying he's going to develop into being Kevin Durant, but I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Giannis in a playoff game. That matters as much as these finals, so we'll see. The rest of the roster for the Bucks is interesting. we got two of those guys going to the Olympics. I'm just going to transition in there. Is there more finals talk you want to do? No, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, like you said, this happened about as long as ago as possible from us doing a pod. But thought it was uh, for all the NBA talk that uh, that we do, we should probably have a little you know, a little cap on the season before we go into into the off season, which starts very quickly. I'm not gonna lie to you. Buckle up because we got a lot of good topics. I I make fun of this time in July generally every year for the sports season, where it's just the biggest struggle for the podcast to come up with topics, and we do a lot of weird stuff that's non sports related. Today we got a lot of stuff. We got 
football news. We got Olympic stuff. We've got a bunch of NBA. We got the draft coming up. Buckle up. I'm ready. But let's get into the Olympics. We're immediately stunned by Team USA men's basketball losing to France. We had some issues going into this. We had some concerns, and we were like, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get our act together when the you know it really counts and really matters. We lose the game by giving up a 16-2 run to close it out, which is about the worst way you can lose a basketball game. Kevin Durant fouls out, has 10 points. Drew Holiday, coming off a finals victory here, is our leading scorer with 18, and that seemed more of like he just seemed like the only guy that was still competitive out there. Like everyone else hadn't been in a game that had mattered in a while, and this guy was just in a game that mattered three days ago. I, I don't know. I don't know. Am I overreacting? Because I've, I mean, we did this last podcast, and we were like, yeah, we're just overreacting, right? It's, it's because we're supposed to be this thing. And I don't know. Maybe this is what we are. Is, what's, at what point do we start believe, buying into that, that, that maybe we're not that good? It, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I know every single person on the – on, on the American team. And a bunch of them are current all-stars, not, ah, they used to be all-stars and whatever. It's like, no, no, we, I've been hearing, I've been hearing every possible excuse. Ah, well, you know, they don't really know each other so well. Ah, well, you know, they kind of do the same thing that they do. You know, they all do the same thing. You know, they're all scorers for their teams. We've been doing this for a long time. We've become with our absolute best. We were on a 25 game win streak. That's gone. Like you said, blow a 16 to two lead down the stretch. And I'm, I'm reading the, uh, the, the follow-up cause, cause I, I missed the, missed the game. I, I was traveling. So I got to watch like a couple of minutes of it. And then I lost service, unfortunately, but you were very helpful. Uh, keep me uh, on board. Gershon Ubiselli, the dancing bear. He was on the Celtics. <laughs> That's the only reason that I know him. And he has makes a crucial play down the stretch for him. And, you know, in, in the final minute, that guy hasn't been in the NBA for a while. Here he is making, making crucial plays. Evan Fournier, who got traded to the Celtics at the, at the deadline, he, he was fine for the Celtics. He definitely had some, some COVID issues. If he comes back, I'll be interested to see. Uh, you know, I've, I've always uh, thought that he, he, he brings it. 28 points. No one could stop Evan Fournier. It can, are the Celtics going to be uh, a powerhouse this year because if we get Fournier <laughs> back? Yeah, we're gonna get. The, should I be looking forward to this? Like trying to t- you know, trying to make a positive out of it. Or, or maybe you're looking at this the wrong way. Maybe our locker room is going to immediately hate Evan Fournier for wearing his gold medal around the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we don't want this guy. Is France <laughs> that is France that good? Are they the medal? Are they the the gold medal favorite? Or are we even worse off? And this isn't even the best team we're gonna go against. I don't think. I don't think that's the best team. First of all, I okay. Think- so, like I said, I I wasn't able able to watch it live. You were able to able to watch it. You were giving me play by play. I know Durant had foul trouble in the in the first half, so he had to kind of sit. But what were you seeing? Was it was it an effort issue? Was it we were just missing open shots? What, what are we talking about here? Just poorly poorly executed offense, which is so baffling. But it's. It's like the Celtics offense, and that's what's most frustrating about it. It's it's your turn. It's my turn. It's like they swing the ball around, but the, the defense never shifts. It, it's just swing the ball. The guy holds it, and then he makes a move, and and maybe something happens. And if it doesn't happen, like that's the whole possession. Maybe maybe four guys, maybe four passes max on these 
maybe even less. Uh, they need more passing. I, I look at these other teams, they're playing real team basketball. I also look at the sizing of a lot of these other rosters, and they're going with a little bit more traditional, of a little bit more size up front, and, and I think we're having a hard time countering with that. I, we look at a Bucks team that just was massive right now in the finals, and they got a whole bunch of rebounds. It feels like Team USA was built to play against the average NBA team, and playing against some of these Euro teams, you're just really small. And if you can't score, there's really no advantage to being small then. Like, that's the advantage of being small. It's just what people look faster and have more scorers out there. I don't see us at utilizing those advantages at all. If anything, it's our obvious weakness right now that we just can't rebound and we're, we're undersized. And we're going to have to run into yeah. towers like Rudy Gobert again. Like, this isn't going to change. I also think, I look at how hard it was for us to score. And I look at Luca, who has 48 in his first Olympic debut here. And, and I just don't see how we're going to make up that gap. Like, when are we ever going to be, like, our offense doesn't look like it'll ever be fluid enough to outscore Luca right now. At least that's what I, I've seen so far. And <laughs> I just don't know why it doesn't work. I don't understand why Durant just can't score 48 on his own anyways. I mean, who's guarding this guy? Well, that, that, that was my question. And you're saying, you know, you were, we're, we don't have the size. You know, we're running right into Rudy Gobert. Why aren't we doing what the NBA's teams do? And I mean, Rudy Gobert, great, great player, defensive player of the, of the year. But in the playoffs, and I've seen it, at other points in the season, and it's not an average player that does it, but someone like Steph Curry, and we have Steph Curry-type players on the team, of put them in the pick and roll. Why Why is Dame just not shooting over them, like making them, making them try to move his feet? Was Was the pick and roll not there? Were they not trying it? Why, why do you think that wasn't the case? It, it's weird because we end up getting kind of that easy first look, someone's open in the corner three which generally is the 3 and D guy where you're like, all right, we don't want to run the offense through this guy. But with us, it, it's kind of like, well, if Tatum wants to shoot a corner three, yeah, I think we're I think we're okay with that. But there's no motion with it then. It's like they, even if they do do that and they just kick it out to that first shot, it, it's almost like it's too easy and that no one gets in a rhythm. I, it's I wild to me that Evan Fournier is the leading scorer of the entire game and Tatum doesn't play the fourth. Did he even play the second half? He played a little bit in the third, but that was the start of... It was almost like these teams took turns taking shots at each other. They had a big quarter. We had a bigger quarter. They had a bigger quarter. Okay. So the third quarter, I think France pulled a little bit ahead, and I think that's the Tatum minute era. And then he stopped playing, and then we went on a big old run, and then the game ended on the opposite of the run. Like, we do this awesome run. Drew Holiday is great throughout the whole fourth quarter. Drew Holiday is really the only guy that kind of showed up. And again, it just felt like Drew was like, dude, this is a big game. Like, I was just in a big game. Why aren't you guys treating this like it's a big game? I, that, that's it, gonna... it's, it's, it's frustrating because some of the talk for the exhibition was, oh, well, you know what? These guys have been in the bubble. Then they've had to play this season, this condensed season that happened right afterwards. They haven't been able to relax. And now they're in Vegas for these exhibition games. So, you know what? They're really just going out partying the night before. Well, are they still partying and going out the night before, or are we just not not good as a team somehow, which still just does not make sense? All right, I got two frustrations, and this is one's unfair for Team USA, but I'm I'm kind of going to say it. I've been watching a lot of Olympics right now. I've been watching all these other sports, all these other countries, all these other athletes win, struggle, and power through all these things. I've seen a lot of effort put out there, and every single one of these athletes in some sort of endurance, cardio, physical kind of event 
is exhausted at the end of the game. At the exhausted at the end of the event. They have nothing left. They've put every single ounce of effort into that event. Now, I know basketball is a it's an accumulation of some games and maybe even just accumulation of some plays. I don't see anyone on Team USA that's nearly as exhausted as every other athlete I've seen in this Olympic event. And I'm saying it. I'm, I really feel that way. we got to play harder. These other countries are bringing it. You have a target on your back. Stop stop shying away from this thing and just step up. It's it's really not. It's just a little bit more effort. I, th I think it could. that's all it'll take. Just a little bit more effort. And it's so unfair of me to say that because, you know, who am I to say that they didn't try? I'm just... If I had to bet on something or if, if you could sell me that they were trying, I wouldn't believe you because it just doesn't show right now. The three losses they've had, just lackadaisical stuff. Just uh, lazy. Just lazy effort. Yamaselli shouldn't All be right. able to out-rebound anybody. That, that's one of the things is rebounding. For sure, size is important. But with the, with the athletes we have, I, I feel like rebounding is a lot of just effort. Like, are you just going to decide, I'm going to get the ball and you are not? All right, so that's frustration number one with Team USA. Frustration number two is for the Olympics. I can't figure out this schedule thing. I understand there's a time change and that certain events air live in the middle of the night and then they get rebroadcast during the prime time. That's fine. But what if I want to watch it live? Where can I there's an app on there that says I, there's an app on there that says I can watch it 24/7? But can you show me a schedule that actually makes sense? Because a lot of the cable scheduling, it's like these are the five events that will be shown in this two-hour slot. I don't know the order of these events. I don't know what time that middle event comes on. But this is the order. I don't like that. I need – give me something. I need to give you a whole detailed everything so that I can kind of schedule of, oh, hey, maybe I want to watch this and I can pencil it in for this time or when this is at least going to be shown on air. Because I feel like I keep waking up to the score of the game that is going to be shown later on prime time at 8 o'clock. And I found out about it at 8 in the morning because the game was at 3 a.m. the same day. I, I That's my only beef with it all. I, and maybe I'm just not looking at the right places, but if you go online, it's not obvious on there either. And this this I can't be the only one struggling with this. <laughs> so okay. That's can, my beef. I, I, I can help you with this. This actually works out perfectly because what I was going to bring up was the USA uh, basketball team. Their next game is at... 1240 tonight. See? Awesome. Why 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 isn't my phone tell all unnecessary things? Tell me all unnecessary things that I subscribe to. This is something I'm interested in. Why won't it tell me this? Like the, the text alerts for everything else are so good. I'll get the final score of the game, but I don't get when the game started. So the follow-up to that, and I will get to answer some of your questions, but just to finish up on this basketball thing is we are we are a 41 and a half point favorite. Will you be staying up tonight for a basketball game that starts at 1240 after the performance they've put in? No way. Zero chance. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll wake up tomorrow with whatever feelings I have about them because nothing's going to change what I've already seen until we actually have the gold medal around our neck. I'm going to have some doubt on this team. Because I have some confidence in the other teams we're competing against also. There's doubt on the team, <laughs> Team USA. There's a lot of confidence on guys like Luca, Rudy Gobert, and Evan Fournier. And, and there's a couple other countries that I, I don't even want to mention because I feel like if I mention them, they get better. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> there's, there's some other talent out there. And we've run into a couple of times of, of drama already going into this. Just okay. the expedition. 
So for your issue, agree with you, and some of it is just where the Olympics are. The Olympics are in Japan. Japan is 13 hours ahead of us. So unfortunately, pretty much when we wake up is right when they're going to sleep and vice versa. So pretty much all of these events are happening in our later evening into the morning. So that is just unfortunate. So when you, if you feel like you're missing a lot, it, some of it is just you are. It's just it's going on while you're asleep. That's unfortunate. But have a couple of apps that can help you. One is it's just the official official Olympics app. You download that right along the tab at the bottom. They have a schedule, and the schedule is for the time zone that you're in. Because that was a little confusing to start of, okay, hold on. What's the date of this? Is this the date of the actual the event in Japan or where it is here? Nope, it's the date and time that it's happening here. So, like, today, I think the first uh, event starts at 8 p.m. So, okay, cool. I think, I think it's badminton. just ha- happens to be. So, it's got the whole schedule. Uh, I think the only time they have where you, you don't know exactly is, say, for, like, these badminton events almost like a, like a tournament in basketball where these, this is the first game of the badminton and the second game starts as soon as the first one ends. So they don't know specifically, but you know, you, I'm sure you could look up and find badminton takes a half an hour or two hours. I don't really know, but you can follow that. Then for actually watching it, the Each of the badminton events, it'll have the basketball game on later tonight. So between those two apps, you'll definitely be able to follow it much better. Because I agree, when I've been online, I was trying to find results today, and I thought it would be much easier, but you really have to have to dig and look around to, to find it. And tell us the app name one, one more time for both of them. The first one, I think it's just called Tokyo 2020 Olympics. If, if you put it into at least uh, on the Android side, I'm sure it's got to be the same for Apple. You just Google Olympics. It's a white logo with the olympics logo on it and the other one is uh the nbc sports app yeah so check those out hopefully i can solve some of my problems i don't like that i had to install a new app i don't like that it didn't tell me to install a new app either i feel like generally like march madness comes around or even fantasy football and, it, and i get the little alert like hey buddy you want to download me again you know getting getting close get almost that time of year yeah <laughs> this one not not so much uh, but a lot of bright side for, for Olympic talk here. I, I want to get into a couple new events. Uh, I believe skateboarding and surfing are both new additions this year. I think we've talked about that yep. in the past, about it happening. Uh, I, I love the freestyle skateboarding. I, I, I'm into that. I thought that was really cool. I like that it's just kind of them in a park, and they have like these routines, and they either work or they don't, and it's this aimed for perf- like kind the, of a perfect routine. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about the skateboard street is it seems uh, it seems like it gets very repetitive. It, it just seems like it's not a track that you have to follow. So it seems like you, it seems like there'd be more opportunities to improvise. And it just seems like once it kind of gets going, it's okay. They're hitting this one rail and they're trying to do something off of that. And, and the tricks are very based on the, each of their skill levels, but it just seems like it gets very routine and just missed opportunity. I think that makes. The people that are really good, which there are, uh, there was a lot of people that are really good, but sometimes when someone does something just awesome, 
it just stands out so much more. It's like I've seen 15 people hit that same rail, and you're the only one that made it look as cool as you did. I, I, I think that's more of how I see that. But the battle of the 13-year-olds is another thing. Is I, I thought gymnasts were the only ones that were going to be like 13-year-olds and competing in these these uh, these athletic Olympics here or whatever. <laughs> what? Is that the peak age for skateboarding as well? Like, are, are you my doomed? Is it too late? <laughs> I think it's definitely too late for you. But was also surprised at the the age. Uh, and I, I seem, I thought other events, and I think gym, gymnastics might have been one of them. I thought there was a an age minimum. I thought you had to be sixteen, and just the gymnasts look even even younger. But I, I was definitely surprised when you, you, you turn it on and. Just, yeah, there's like a child on the screen. It's like, wow, is this like a Nickelodeon Kid Olympics? What what, what happened? Uh, another awesome event that has just kind of worked out, I think, in everyone's favor, and maybe not so much in the favor of the other sports, but the the surfing has been great. I, I thought that's been fun to watch as well. I've seen some crazy stuff done. I don't know how you get to that point. I haven't seen uh, – I, I, I don't know. It's just – it's cool to watch. It's 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 not the best television, I'll agree, because the the cameras, you know, the wind's blowing. It's not such a nice day out. It's it's kind of like they're zoomed in from a far away. Because how else could you could you be there? I mean, you're not gonna have a camera out out in the water over there. But I thought that's been really cool. Uh, I think the Brazilian guy won that uh, the other day. Uh, any other events you've been seeing that's kind of been fun to watch for you? I've just had this thing on nonstop for whatever's on in the background uh i, I watched a little bit of the uh, of the street i have not watched nearly as much as I, I would like i really did not anticipate the the, the time difference and the how much the man you keep going in and out on the service here big old storm roll <laughs> uh, I did. I did but, watch some of the gymnast stuff, and I know there's some drama going on with uh, Simone Biles right now about or uh, about whatever the future is for that. But uh, one story I did see was there was this uh, older uh, competitor. Uh, I want to totally screw up this name, but we'll we'll give it a shot here. It was Oksana Chusovitna was participating in her eighth Olympic Games, eight oh, wow. Olympic Games, and they what they, event was that? What's that? I said, what event was that? Gymnast. Gymnast. Multiple gymnast events. Wow. And she got like a standing ovation from everyone there because I imagine if you're doing this sport, you're probably familiar with who she is. So I thought that was pretty cool. They they did like a flashback of her. It really is a time travel. I mean, eight Olympics, you're, you're really going back in time. You got different uniform styles, different crowds, different venues. I, I don't think any other Olympic athlete is going to have this kind of you know, time flip of like, oh yeah, this was number two and this was number three, and <laughs> it's it's a lot, it's a lot, to, uh, a lot to handle right there. A lot, a lot of time. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced the name, but uh, I thought that was a story worth sharing. All right, I think that's going to be it for the Olympic talk. It's time for Aaron Rodgers, the dreaded Aaron Rodgers story that I'm sick and tired, and hopefully this is the end of it. Although maybe it's not the end of it. He showed up for training camp today. They're making this whole big stand on one last dance with the Jordan documentary stealing 
right out of the right out of the gate here. We're we're, we're just doing that. These guys have never won a championship together, and we're still giving giving him this credit. But he's back. Is this news anymore? Or are we can we ever just go back to normal? Or or is this lingering? Is is there what are the after effects of this? Well, sounds like next year we're gonna get to do this all over again. So I'm sure you're gonna look forward to that. But for right now, you were on the he is not gonna play for Green Bay get him out of here. And I was a little more, I, I don't really know so much, but man, he's got me right back on board with the shirt and the sunglasses he was wearing. He comes in with these awesome looking sunglasses, looking super cool. And he's wearing a office uh, shirt. So he's, he, he's wrote me right back in. I think they're going to be a disaster this year. I, I think just too much, too much controversy going in. I think this will be a team that will start out like 0-4, the rumblings will start, and then he'll rip off like eight wins in a row, and then it'll fizzle out at the end because you just – I just don't believe you can do this. I don't think this is how – I don't – like, it's not easy to win a championship to begin with. Even if you do everything right, even if you show up to training camp and are ready and are professional and everyone else gets along, it's not easy to win. You could see how hard it is. He's only won once. We act like this guy's won a whole bunch. Tom Brady in this sport. He liar in this sport. He makes it look easy, but it's not. I just think when you add all this kind of stuff in, it's just so much more to overcome. You just made the hill that much higher. And I, I, I think he's. I still think he's an awesome quarterback. I think almost every team in the league would still rather him have him at quarterback. But he doesn't want to be there, and I don't know if that just goes away like this. Like, do you think he's just like you really? Do you think he's going to try any more or any less because of any of this? Is there any reason to have any doubt? Because if you even have the slightest bit, that's that's a negative. That's a chance of them not winning a championship because of that. I don't think it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers. It's going to come down to to, to other people. Well, that's he too- he could he could have showed up the the week before, uh, week one, and as the the quarterback in his history. I don't think there's any sort of, ah, do we play him? No, no. As soon as he shows up, you start playing him. What if he gets hurt now? <laughs> what happens then? Oh, that would suck. What if he gets a season-ending injury? How, how does the yeah, money change suck. next year? Well, it's probably not coming in. I just think the, the whole one-year thing, it, it just seems, I don't like the stage of it. Because he's not retiring. I don't care what anyone says. He's not retiring. <laughs> it's not like this is one last hurrah and then he's done, done. There, there's some plan after this. There's something. We always, I feel like, have these hypotheticals and these rumors spread around about where these guys are going to go in the next offseason. I think the LeBron Miami one gets brought up a lot. But at the end of the day, it was when did they make that plan? Because if you follow it back in time, it's like, well, these – there's there's hints along the way of, of, of this going this direction. The hints at the Aaron Rodgers thing are obvious. They're out in, they're out in the open. <laughs> he said it. It's it's everything's known. So I just wonder that that that's what's just interesting to me is it doesn't seem like anything's changed since last week when we talked about this. It wasn't a hey we got together the the GM and I or the owner and I, I just. Training camp started, and he showed up. So maybe this is all more blustery than what the media was making it out to be. 
I don't know. Well, we also have one not so happy uh, NFL story as well. I, 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 we've talked about a lot of COVID over the year here. We've talked about some of the incentivized states and the rewards for getting vaccinated and all of that. Well, there's also a consequential way to approach this of motivating people to get vaccinated, and the NFL has, I guess, chosen to go more that direction, of which teams uh, that are forced to make schedule changes or forfeit games for COVID outbreaks. Uh, what's the exact rule they're going to do here? COVID among unvaccinated. You got to repeat it. You, you broke up one more time. Okay. NFL's telling the teams that if you have COVID nine COVID nineteen outbreak among unvaccinated players, and you have we were like before would have changed the schedule, and you know we'll figure it out. They're saying you're going to forfeit it, and not only are you going to forfeit the game, the players you're forfeiting in your game checks. That's a big step. I I was definitely surprised when this came out. How it wasn't just yet yeah, you're going to take a loss. Uh, a schedule loss. It's you are going to also you're going to lose money if this happens. I you know <laughs> it's hard to really pick an approach here that's 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 gonna work. I feel like there's no perfect solution. There's nothing that everyone's gonna agree on. There's nothing it it just seems just get vaccinated, I guess. If you have your reasons, you have your reasons and these are these are the rules now. It's 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 a rule. It's it's no longer like uh, an opinion, I guess, uh, anymore. It, it is this is the way it's gonna be, and I, I I'm I guess I'm for it. It's I I don't know what else you're supposed to do differently. You're just trying to protect people here. We're acting like we're really forcing something so dangerous to happen. But I hope it works. I guess it, I, we we need people to get vaccinated. So I hope I hope it works. I I, do, I hope we don't have any outbreaks. I thought they did as good of a job last year as they could have for really not having much of a plan going in. So I, I do give them credit for that. They had a season. I, I like it how they're not saying if you're not vaccinated, then you can't play because uh, kind of to your point, it's, there's still, I, I don't like people being forced to do something, but this is also a job and there's a lot of things with jobs that you have to do that you, you don't want to. And so here, here's the, you have the freedom to make your decision. Go and do with it what you will, but this is how the rules are going to be this year. Well, it, it's it's an error. It's a rule that can only be happened after a year like we've had. So, it, you know, everyone keeps blaming, like, the, the decisions we're making forward. It's like, well, you know, we wouldn't have ever had to do any of this if this hadn't happened. And nobody did anything to deserve that to happen. I, the, the rule makers didn't do anything, and the people following the rules didn't do anything either. All right? We're both got to live in this. And if we think this is the best way that everybody can cooperate and function— then, then, then we gotta do it. So, I it's hard to, it's hard to argue against any of it. But you know, it's a tough decision to make. I, I, I'm, I'm just glad there's news. This is, this is what's happening. We're not letting <laughs> this linger into the next season. Of, can you or can you not? Or, or what? Or what happens? What if? It, it seems like this pretty, this, this should be pretty cutthroat here. Of just this is how it is. <laughs> Done. One, one, one step closer to week one. Yeah, we'll we'll get into a whole lot more football following in in the following weeks here. Uh, this upcoming Thursday, however, is the much more urgent NBA draft. 
believe Kate Cunningham seems to be the number one projected number one pick here, but there's a whole bunch of other names. I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick right now, but I feel pretty confident that Cade is going to be similar to, I think, a DeAndre Ayton, where he's going to have a nice career. He's going to be a really good player. He's probably even going to be worth a first-round draft pick. But I think one of these guys following will end up being a better, a bigger star and maybe have a little bit higher of a ceiling. But I think Cade is the safer pick. Is I there uh, any anyone specific that you, you have your eye on or just kind of in general, it, it, it seems like it's a pretty deep draft and just kind of playing the numbers a little bit in your favor? I want to – I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a deep draft, and I think some of these guys might fall to the right team. And I'm saying that because I'm expecting big trades Thursday, maybe even tonight. I, I think there's going to be a big shuffle by the end of the weekend here. I, I don't know. I just seems like there's teams that are that have draft picks that don't need draft picks and teams that don't have any draft picks that will do anything to get some of them. Because I do think that having the young talent right now, you know, despite all these super teams going out there, just contract wise, it's just, it's so much easier to pay a rookie and, and get and get what you get out of that. You know, so I, I think there's going to be some aggressive moves that are going to happen. And I think some of these guys that don't go like after that go after Cade. Might go to better teams. You know, who knows? And then Golden State just, man, Golden State could do whatever they wanted. I don't know if the deal's out there, but I really feel like they could probably have any player they want in the NBA. I think they have enough to offer for that. But I, I think that's the team that makes a move. I know. It's exciting. I'm excited. I, I entirely think them they're going to make, like, a really big move. I don't want to even mention a name because when it happens, it might not even be a name we ever thought it would be. I think they're shopping for – I think they could offer and shop to guys that aren't even on the market. I think they have enough to offer there. Between the picks and Wiseman, you kind of got a Wiggins contract in there. And then, you know, I, I've heard some rumors, you know, Draymond may have more value to some other teams hoping that they can make some magic out of that than, than holding on to him. Now, these are all just rumors. I have no nothing to report, so don't don't go running with this. <laughs> this isn't a breaking news podcast here, but – I'm expecting big so, trades. I, I don't even want to make anticipation of who's going to go where, but I think there's going to be a big trade. Are you anticipating an eventful night, or do you think it's just going to be all chalk? I, I think it's going to be eventful e- either way that, that it happens. I, I think that Golden State, they got 7-14, and 14, so you're not right up at the at the tippy-top, and maybe you can combine those to go up higher if you really see something, but just seems like you did that last year and you took Wiseman, it was okay. He's young, and we saw with DeAndre Ayton, you know, might take a big man a little bit longer to figure, figure this out. But it seems like now you know Clay's coming back. Maybe this is this is the year. You package some guys together to get more and more of an all-star uh, and an established player because Curry and Draymond are, are not getting that much younger. But on top of the two picks that golden state has there's a uh, a, uh maybe not a hand, there's a few teams that have multiple high picks so i was, I was taking a look and the magic have the fifth and the eighth pick the oklahoma city thunder have the sixth the 16th and the 18th so just coming out of that if if, if there were no trades you're gonna have a few teams that are gonna get three new lottery players or maybe not quite lottery, but just, you know, at least mid to early first rounders. 
So that definitely can can, can change a team. You're, you're a young team. It's probably not going to work right away, but it definitely is, is some excitement for a team like the, uh, the Orlando Magic. I, I see a lot of value in this. I don't know. If, I, obviously, there's going to be, I assume there's going to be at least one bust in the draft, but I've, I felt worse in other drafts. Now, you may not be getting, you know, I think, I think you could get a starter in the top 10. I think, I think every one of these guys could be a starter. Now, I won't say every one of them is for sure going to be an all star, but I think every one of them is capable of being a starter in the NBA for a reasonable career. I, I really do feel like that this, this draft is just full of a bunch of, solid role players that could maybe even develop into something more. And if you're trying to accumulate those draft picks, that's great to add to good teams. I think those are some hard guys to develop though, because how do you make that next step if they're really just role players? It's great to have nice role players. You got to fill out a roster, but I, I there's, there's not a LeBron James coming out of this draft. Well, there hasn't been a LeBron James coming out of this class out of the draft since LeBron James came out of the draft. <laughs> All right, well, then what? Do you, this, this is not a Giannis here either, then. Okay. I don't I don't think anyone's as much of a project as Giannis, where it's like, all right, he's this, and then he'll become that. I think most of these guys are pretty close to what they will be, and maybe one of them will make a big jump. Well, I, it's I, funny that you bring up, you bring up Giannis, because I found out earlier today, I was not aware. Giannis has a third brother. His name is Alex, and he's a prospect this year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't really find much about him. I don't know if it was COVID related or how that worked. He, I think, was part of last year's class, so was should have, if everything worked normally, played. There, there's a good amount of brothers going in the draft already. It, it's, it's funny that Giannis has so, another one. So it was just a I. Didn't even realize that. And so I, I, I found out about it right before the pod. I tried to do some some research, but couldn't really find much. So saying he's a prospect might be a bit strong of he could get drafted, but was just interesting. Giannis is saying good things about him, probably to try to hype him up as much as possible. But just, you know, throwing that out there for everybody. There, there are four of them. You're much more into the, the college basketball scene, and I, I think because your your school gets a lot of the top recruiting, I think you keep an eye on these kind of high school rankings as, as they enter. Uh, did you see what the, the rankings were for this class coming out of high school? It was the, the same three guys, uh, but Jalen Green was one, and I believe Cade was two, and I think Mobley was three. I, I think that's what it was. But the interesting I, thing about that is as they come out of high school, those are the rankings, and now they have Cade at one and Jalen Green at two, and they went in different – Rhodes, right? So Cade goes off to college and Jalen Green goes off to the G League. And we kind of yep, end no, up with the, the elite one. The the elite one, the kind of the new one, the, the real like developmental league here that's, that's, that's supposedly going to be a big deal. I mean, we'll see how that plays out with the 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 new uh the new college uh, benefits we'll call them. <laughs> uh but I I wonder if this is going to be almost a discouragement of hey, this if this guy went in as number 1 in, in went to the G League, the other guy came, went in as two, went to college, and they swapped spots here. Anything to read into that, or that's just kind of a the way it played out? I mean, we've seen these high school rankings mean nothing. These guys develop into so many different players all the time. We've seen guys that go turn into busts and guys that come out of nowhere. 
I'll, I'll, I'll caution you before I, I give you the, the, the details. I, I've got it pulled up that the college basketball rankings, I got to imagine it's very similar with football. I'm not nearly as plugged in is it's pretty fluid the years leading up to it. So this final ranking, I don't know if this is from midway through last year, if this was from the start of the year or like right when they graduated, but what I'm seeing, this is on a 24 seven sports. They have composite rankings. So it grabs them from a, a few different places, but they had it going the same way it's supposed to be drafted right now. They had Cade, Jalen green, Mobley. Now, uh, Kaminga was supposed to be next. Uh, Kaminga, he has, slipped down maybe a little bit i'm seeing him in this mock draft at seven but you could make the same argument where the next guy was uh bj boston he went to college went to kentucky kentucky did not have a good year so he slipped so i would prefer the guys go to college because i all the guys that you've mentioned that went to college i was able to see them the pro guys was not able to see them they were on tv a handful of times and most of the time was on at weird times. It'd be it's three o'clock on a Wednesday and I'd get uh, an alert. Hey, Hey, Jalen green and Kaminga, they're playing. Why, why are they playing in the middle of the afternoon? Why are you not putting them at prime time where people can try to watch them? So that has been my concern is I saw a Cade play a bunch of times. If Oklahoma state was playing, that's pretty much on TV. 80, 90% of the time, like I'm able to see these guys. No, no problem. I kind of want to pick Jalen Green to be the guy that I think will end up being the best player in the draft, but I, I don't know. It's, it seems way too like on paper. It it looks great. Like I, I, it's almost like it looks too good on paper that it's like, this can't be true. The the numbers are there. The size is there. The the strength seems there. I, I, it's, it's going to be an eventful Thursday. So Tune in for that. I can't wait for next week to kind of go through all the trades. I like that it's on Thursday. I think by Tuesday next week, a lot of the trades will will kind of know the ins and outs. All the details will come out, and we'll we'll be able to recap all that. Are you hoping for Boston to make any moves? I'll, I'll give you a Celtic minute here because that's about all they deserve. We already traded our first-round pick. I, I don't think we're going to try to do anything to get back into the, in, into the first round. I, I, I don't see... Any of these guys that are, ooh, if we could get them. And if you're looking to get one of like the top three picks, you're going to have to give up a lot for it. And I just don't see us giving up a bunch to get a young guy to pair. You know, Jalen and and Tatum are are young, but it seems like them we'd be even going backwards. Like, well, now wait, are, we, are, are these guys too old? Now we're building around this even, even younger kid? It seems a little bit of a of a of a of a shell shell game here so i i don't think we're gonna we we we, we trade it out I, I don't think we trade back in i think we do have a second round pick and so i'm sure we'll make that but it seems like we've made we've made a ton of picks we still have a ton of young guys we got pritchard we got neesmith i still feel like we don't all the way know what uh what they can bring so uh, we, we already got young guys i don't think we need to make moves to get another one I only just wonder if we're going to be kind of the third team that just helps make a team go through so that we can I don't know, make space or collect something to do something else. If it's a step one to step two kind of thing. I don't know. I, that's, that's the only kind of move I would expect out of us to kind of happen over the weekend here. But there was a trade, a very interesting trade actually happened yesterday. 
between the Memphis Grizzlies, who are sending Jonas Valachunas to the New Orleans Hornets in exchange for Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Now, there's some pick swaps in there as well. I, I, I don't understand why anybody is trading for Eric Bledsoe. I, I feel like every year he's on the trading block, and there's always some other team that thinks they can sell themselves on this. When the reality is, is every time they trade for him, they try to get rid of him as soon as possible. I feel like every one of the teams that has ended up with Eric Bledsoe has just regretted it. And Steven Adams last year, I don't know if it's just Stan Van Gundy's coaching. At or the tone, please record your message. Or if Steven Adams is just not really worth having on a roster right now. I also just, Jonas Valachunas was the motor last year. I thought he was doing great things for Memphis. I, I was impressed they overachieved. I think a lot of teams didn't think they would make the playoffs. Once again, they were right there at the end and had a chance. I, I don't know. If I'm John Morant, I'm a little frustrated today that Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams are have been added to my roster. And the number one guy I think he liked playing with, tone, please record with Jonas Valachunas is no longer available. Now, I believe we've lost Zach maybe good for the podcast here so i'm gonna do my best to steer the ship and kind of uh sail us out but the service has just been non-stop at these storms doing this podcast over the phone is is just a bonus challenge on everything are you there i am here all right i just summarized the entire jonas valachunas trade with everybody Can oh you perfect the uh the the, the 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 storm knocked out the, uh, the the Wi-Fi, so I had to make some adjustments. But so you can't ask me any questions. I you know no follow-ups, but I got all I got all my notes up. I got it in front of me. I'm good. <laughs> I don't understand. I, if you asked me last year, who were the most overpaid, untradeable guys in the NBA? I might have said Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, and yet somehow they were able to trade two of them for a player who I thought was kind of an underrated center throughout the league. I might have even put him as a top-five center last year. I just thought Valachunas had a motor going. I thought John Morant played really well with him. He seemed like that Memphis tough grit that they're always looking for. And yet, here we are this year. We're just swapping them out. We're we're just taking them out. We're putting these guys in. I'm not sure if Stan Van Gundy has ruined Steven Adams' career and it could be resurrected in Memphis, but that has to be the upside. I don't know... what was the idea of moving on from Valachunas? I I think it was they're they're looking to to, to move up. I think Valanciunas is you said he, he worked well with with the job, but there, there's a big age gap there. And I think uh, towards the end of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr. came back and just saw what what he was able to do. And I think they're trying to go go a little bit younger. So moving up in the draft, that was their 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 mindset of okay, we'll take on. Uh, these bloated, uh, bloated contracts. And once those are gone, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. But for, for right now, we're trying to get a, get a young piece. Well, there were some, some, uh, picks swapped as well. Do you know what the picks were? I didn't write the picks down. Yes. Yes, I do. It was. The 10th overall pick. Uh, is going to um, to to Memphis, and they're sending the seventeenth pick to uh, New Orleans, and then New Orleans is also sending two future first round picks. Let me see. It is because remember, with all the trades the Pelicans have been doing, they got a bunch of picks. So I believe, so yeah, it's the uh, the Lakers. It the it's the one from the Lakers, and that's protected. And I think the other one might be one of their own. 
fascinating trade. I wouldn't have done it. I'm not sure why either side exactly did it, but it happened. Well, the it, Pelican, the Pelicans did it because you move a bunch of of, uh, of money off, and so now they're going to have uh, a lot more uh, financial flexibility. So they could have as much as 36 million in salary cap space if uh, Lonzo and Josh Hart uh, move on. Man, I, I just don't know how that I, I can't. I don't know how these NBA teams are unloading these players that nobody seems to want, and yet somehow they just move them like nothing. Hey, Kemba Walker seemed impossible to move. Done. First, well, once first... you, once once you add you add picks to it, but how how good does uh does Milwaukee look compared to the Pelicans? Because that's how the Pelicans ended up with Bledsoe and Adams is last year's trade that sent Drew Holiday to the Bucks. So the Bucks won a championship. New Orleans, who signed these, uh, you know, who traded for these two guys, signed Adams for, uh, you know, an extension shortly after that. Now I have to add picks to get them out of here. Just, oof. That, that's a rough one. I, I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about packaging Wiggins in a trade for Golden State. And the guy that was saying it kept saying, like, yeah, but you're going to get Wiggins too. And it's like, nobody is trading for Wiggins. Wiggins is something you accept and you have to get paid for. Like you have to pay me to take him. It, this isn't. He doesn't get traded for. He gets traded. <laughs> you know, he, it, it's it's very similar to this. I don't think anybody wanted Eric Bledsoe. It's just something that comes with the deal, and you have to get other compensation in exchange for it. But you know what? Maybe these teams are just like you said getting ready for a bigger move. Like you said, you gain some cap space out of it. Maybe there's something else in play. But it's what just a- always fun getting a little little NBA trade, especially. With the Olympics going on, the championship just happened, and it was unexpected before before the the, the draft. Where t- tomorrow, then going into the draft, I'm, I'm expecting more moves. Where this kind of jumped the gun a little bit, and just like, ooh, okay. And I was especially excited about this because I think it was only it might have only been 20 minutes before, like, but 20 minutes to 45 minutes before, I had saw a, a tweet from a verified account that said there was talks between the Pelicans and the Celtics to trade Marcus Smart for Eric Bledsoe, and there was going to be more things going on. But it's like, wait, hold on. We traded Kemba away. We had to give up a pick. Now we're going to take on Eric Bledsoe, who is under contract for two more years. He's not just an expiring deal. We're going to take on Eric Bledsoe, so we're going to have to add more picks to get rid of him? What, what are we doing here? So I was glad that, and I saw it, it's like, oof, okay. I'm sure that was just a rumor, whatever. No, that, that was that was board. leverage. That was it right there. That that is how the, the the Memphis deal went down. That's exactly how that went down. They leaked that story. The deal happens the next day. So do you think they forgot that Brad Stevens is their GM and it wasn't Danny? <laughs> I don't like, know. Oh, Danny, Danny's I, thinking about it. Oh, I, I actually think they've uh, they've blown off the business card that Danny gave him years ago, and they're like, oh, we can finally call Boston now. You know, we're we're, we're done. <laughs> Done getting, uh, you know, screwed over by Danny Ainge over there. Maybe there's a new guy in town. Maybe we could take care. Maybe the new guy we could take advantage of. I don't know. I, I got to imagine that's what they're thinking. But you know what? That's good because I think for a while there, Danny had kind of screwed over so many teams as well as a lot of players to the point where, you know, he he had a reputation of be careful making deals with this guy. He teams teams always win them, and that's a great thing for a Boston fan. It's kind of a concerning thing I think for the rest of the league, but. At least, at least we could play again. I feel like we were out of the game for a while there. Okay. 
I don't know. I, I say all that. Wait, I'm waiting for Danny to sign with Utah already. I, I that rumor <laughs> keeps swirling around here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his his future is. I, I, Danny, Danny did good, but I, I'm excited to see what Brad does going forward. I'm expecting. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't make a big move here, but I think some something's going to get shuffled up here. I, I, I something's something's going to happen. But all right, we got we got eight minutes left here. We got a couple other topics we can get to. We could talk uh, some Big Ten SEC, or we could talk some Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, generally the co-host answers questions uh, when I ask them that. Uh, we talk, well, how about we talk about the name change? All right, the name change. The Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians. They are now the Cleveland Guardians, a name change that is going to be taking place immediately. They got a new logo, new everything, only to find out that there was a local <laughs> Guardians name as well. I think it was a roller derby team that was also known as the Cleveland Guardians. So I don't know how that's going to all play the, out. Uh, the, the roller derby team? I'm pretty sure it was a roller derby team. And I'm pretty sure it was but, also Cleveland, too. It wasn't just, like, nearby Guardians. It was like, no, they are the Cleveland Guardians. Well, I think right outside the, the stadium, they have statues of Guardians. So I think that's kind of how the, the connection gets made. So I think it is a Cleveland thing. I, I wasn't sure if it was... What's the closest thing that sounds like Indians? I did think that was cool that when you look at the logo, you can have the same font, and half of it looks the same. Yeah. There's a familiarity with it. I don't. I don't really want to get into like you know the politics of you know the name change and the necessariness of it. But it, this kind of seems like a safe pick. I don't know Cleveland Guardians, but you know it works. I think it works. It, it's just I a think, name, right? It's just yeah. They they came out and from the thing from what I was seeing on Twitter, everyone immediately disliked it. But the uh, it was funny because some of them were the Barstool guys. And then on PMT, I heard them talking about it. And it must have been the next day you had a little time to think about it. And they just said, kind of all sports names are stupid. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> that they feel familiar. Like we were just talking about Utah. It's the Utah Jazz. They're named after music. It has nothing to do with their area because they moved from New Orleans. And New Orleans, it kind of makes sense of, well, New Orleans has jazz. But can you imagine now if uh, a team came and like, yeah, we're going to be named after music. Yeah, we are uh, the, the the Houston Techno. Like, wait, what? <laughs> just you, you can go through the list and just pretty much every team just, well, that's dumb. Like, this doesn't make any sense, but we're just, you grew up with it, and it's been the name forever. So it just, through familiarity, seems like it makes sense. I'm trying to think of a new Utah name. That's going to be my new goal between now and next podcast. Is I'm going to rename the Utah Jazz something. Okay. The Utah Alpine? That's that's probably a name that's already taken. I I, I don't know. What, what, what else do we I don't, I don't know if we can uh What's the eventful thing in Utah? Maybe do we have a Utah listener? I I don't know. I have to check the map. We do have a map. I it shows me where they listen. We we generally get about one or two international people, but mostly it's uh northeast New England area. Yeah, big surprise there. Hmm. Well, hopefully we get some surprises coming up this week. I'm excited to watch some more Olympics. I, I'm not staying up tonight for the game. I, that, that's an easy decision. You're, you're not doing it either. It's a work day, right? We, it's, it's a weekday. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a work day. Now, 
My guess is is it will probably rerun tomorrow at some point, and I wish I knew that. Because if I can dodge knowing the score, it, it's not really being blasted on my social media, the results of all of this. So, like, I can kind of, you know, contain the surprise of, of what actually happens for a while here if I, if I just knew when the next game is going to air at a reasonable time. <laughs> yeah, I know good luck with that, because I, I think you would, you'd have to Google... The, the game and as soon as you did that it would pop up <laughs> and no th there's no there's no way to really know because if they lose you will for sure have ESPN alert like all of your sports apps alerts and if they win which I mean they're a 40 point favorite I, I think it's gonna be pretty hard not to like, you're gonna know they're gonna win it's just a well that about sums up our podcast of Zach losing service in the last closing minutes here um uh, he talked about these alert things. I, I've actually been doing something new with my, my phone here. I, I have it going to, like, sleep mode where it just stops telling me all these alerts and messages between, you know, whatever bedtime is. You can adjust the time and whatever time you get up. So, like, I could just set that time for later in the afternoon where I, where I could just avoid all my alerts until then. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, anyways, that's it for us today. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully with better service. Little column A, little column B.